progress. It's in progress. Um, but <laughs> I will slowly say where we're up to and give a quick intro to what we said yesterday. So we're up to Daf Yudhes Ahmed Aleph, top line. Just to review, the Mishnah had said, Suffolk Nedarim is to be Machmer, meaning that if a person says a Lashon of a Suffolk, if a person says a Lashon of a Suffolk, we always treat it as stringently. And it's a suffix nedarim is to be machmer. The problem was the Gemara said that suffix niziris is lenient. That if a person says a lashon of a nazir, let's say he says, you know, if if there's ten pounds of uh, challah outside, uh, of wheat outside, I'm a nazir, and they go outside, they can't count it because the wind blew it away. So we said suffix niziris is lenient. So I don't understand is suffix nedarim to be machmer? Then why suffix niziris to be lenient? So we said that Mishnah of suffix niziris to be mekel was authored by Rav Liezer because there's a machlekes Rav Liezer and the Tanakama. If you're makdish, all the behemoths in your in your uh, in your pen, are you also makdish akoi? Are you also magdish? I'm going to look at it this way. Are you also magdish akoi? And that is so. Akoi is a suffix behemoth, suffix So if you're magdish your behemoth, are you magdish akoi as well? So Rav Eliezer said no. Rav Eliezer holds that when it comes to be magdish your chafetzim, we assume that a person is not interested in being magdish his chafetzim in a situation of a doubt. So the assumption would be that Rav Eliezer would also say that if you're mag- not magdish your chafetzim. <laughs> Place is so unique sometimes, it just hits me. Um, no, no, no worry, you're part of it. So, if a person is Magdish Yer Chafetzim, in a case of doubt, then then a person is also then a person is also going to be Magdish himself in a case of doubt. Naziris is considered a Hegdish. So, is you're being Magdish, make yourself holy. So, Rav Liezer, who says that you're not Magdish Akoy in a case of doubt, you're not Magdish your objects in a case of doubt, you're also not going to be Magdish yourself in a case of doubt. So, that Mishnah, and the point of this is very simple this Mishnah that says Suffolk Naziris Lahakal was authored by Rav Liezer. The problem is this entire Amid is going to prove if you continue that Mishnah, the rest of that Mishnah does not work according to Rav Liezer. So you can't say that Rav Liezer is the author of Suffolk Naziris Lahakal because the rest of that Mishnah does not work with his other shitas throughout Shas. So let's start the Gemara. Amr Abaya, Bamayu Kimta, what did you assume, Lasafik Naziris Lahakal, that that statement of Suffolk Naziris to be Mekel was authored by Rav Liezer? Eimasefa will continue that Mishnah. This is a Mishnah in where this is a Mishnah Taharis. Continue that Mishnah. That Mishnah has other halachas that we're going to see does not work according to Rav Liezer. What's the next line in the Mishnah? Suffolk Bechayris. We know that you could have different Bechayris, right? There's three different types of Bechar. You can have a Bechar Behema, which is that the eldest of, the, of, a, of an animal is holy and it's uh, given if it's if it's without a mum it's a carbon with a mum it belongs to a kayan. You could have a bachar adam which is a pidyan aben, right? You have to pidyan aben, and then you could have a bachar of a of a chamar which is holy and that it has to be uh, swapped out with a sheep and given to the kayan. Fine. So let's say you have a suffix of a bachar. Let's say you have the animal. You're not sure if it's a bachar. You're not sure. Let's say the example is you left uh, for a couple. Uh, I don't know. They were the, uh, the cows give birth to twins? Some, maybe. Uh, sure. And they do, right? Okay, so you weren't watching, and two babies came out, a male and a female, and you don't know which is the Bukhar. So you don't know, or you could definitely have it with people. You could have, that's true. Um, no, so because the, the reason is because if it's two people, it has to be male, female, because you're not sure which one's the Bukhar, which one's not. So you have these situations where there's, there's a Safik in Bukhar. 
Yeah, it could be, I guess, two, two boys also. I don't know why the, the first one always pointed out boy and girl. I'm not sure. But you, can have, you have two, you have two, have a Safik Bichar. Yeah, the Ran says, Zachar v'nekeva. Oh, I guess, I guess because, oh, yeah. oh, I think probably by people, because if it's two boys, you'll probably just do a Pidina Ben mi Suffolk. But there's no Pidina Ben on a girl. Oh, you think you can put both of them as Misafik without a bracha? Yeah. Why can't you just put the boy without a bracha? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good question. I'm not sure why. It's, yeah, I'm not sure. That's a good shout. I'm not sure why. Um, I'm not sure why. I'm not sure. You're actually a good point. Why does it have to be a boy and a girl? Why can't okay. the boy just purchase the Mechorah from the girl? Like Yaakov. Yeah, it's actually interesting because... The rush has a different case of the ran of a suffolk. It's not a boy and a girl. The case is where the mom had a, had a miscarriage before, we're sure and we're not sure if the miscarriage, how far along it was. So, so you're not sure if the, if the next baby is the Bukhar or not. Okay, yeah. I hear your point. So the point is you have a, a suffolk. Yeah? So let's say you have a cow. You're not sure if it's a Bukhar or not. Okay, says the Mishnah. The halacha is... The Kayan can't take it because I'm Meaning, let's say you have this Bechar, right? If it's if it's a Bechar, it belongs to the base Amigdash, it belongs to the Kayan. If it has a Mum, and if it's not a Bechar, it's yours. So, what do you do whenever you're in doubt? Whoever retains it gets to keep it. We're not going to make you bring it as a carbon because I'm Meitzim Mechavel of But, Vitani Allah, Asurim Begiz of You're not allowed to work it. Meaning, you have to treat it with. That it might be a carbon, meaning you don't have to actually bring it to the base Hamikdash. You don't have to give it to the Kayan, but you can't use it for personal use because it's still suffic. It has kedushas of a carbon. Oh, the problem is you're telling me that this Mishnah was authored by Rav Eliezer because Rav Eliezer is the one who said suffic Naziris lahakol. This sentence is the next line of that Mishnah. The problem is Rav Eliezer could not have said this. Why? Amrle, am I Oh, so the kasha is. You're telling me that Rav Eliezer is the one who says Suffolk Naziris to be Mekel. But over here, it's a Suffolk Karbon and we're being Machmer. So how could you say it's authored by Rav Eliezer? The truth is, even without mentioning the fact that it's authored by Rav Eliezer, the truth is it's a straight-up contradiction. Forget about Rav Eliezer. It's a straight-up contradiction. Meaning, the beginning of the Mishnah says that if you have a Nazir, you're not sure whether it's a Nazir or not, so we said, Suffolk Naziris to be Mekel. We said, who authored that? Rav Eliezer. Because Rav Eliezer is the one who says that a koi is not Kadosh. Suffolk, when it comes to, uh, uh, when you're Makdish something, you don't assume Suffolk to be Mekel by Hegdish. The problem is the next line of that Mishnah says that if you have a Suffolk Bechar, a Suffolk non-Bechar, you have to treat it as a carbon. You may not have to bring it as a carbon, you have to treat it as a carbon. Because why? Suffolk Hegdish Lechumra. So how could Rav Eliezer say, be the author of this Mishnah, if the next line is Suffolk Hegdish Lechumra, Rav Eliezer's whole shita is to be Mekel. So what's, meaning, Rav Eliezer holds that if you're Makdish, all your behemas are the Kois Makdish also? No. Suffolk Hegdish Lekula. Suffolk Naziris Lekula. And you tell me he's the author of this Mishnah. But what's the next line of the Mishnah? If you have a Suffolk Bechar, Machmer. So what's... Okay, that's one answer. What would you say? The same thing. Okay, so you're basically saying the th- same thing, and that is, there's a difference between hegdish made by man and hegdish made by God. And that's the Gemara's answer. The Gemara says, The answer is very simple. It's what you guys are saying, and that is, when something is intrinsically holy, and this might be intrinsically holy, we're going to treat it to be strict. 
But Rav Liezer could still be the author of the rest of the Mishnah. Why? Because what's Rav Liezer's point? Is that when you're Magdish, your behemoth, you're not Magdish Shakoi. Why? Because you're speaking. You're the one causing this. And we're assuming a person is not interested in a situation of doubt of being Magdish things. Same thing with Naziris. A person is not interested in a case of doubt. Exactly. Exactly. So therefore, it could be authored by Avaliezer, and there's a distinction between holiness made by God, which is automatically holy in a case of doubt, because it's intrinsic holiness, and we're not sure, so we're going to be treated to be strict, as opposed to holiness initiated by a person, we assume a person is not interested in initiating in a case of doubt. So th- th- it's very simple. So far, so good. So Rav Liezer is the author of the Mishnah. Here's the problem. Keep reading in that Mishnah. The next line in that Mishnah is, Ela'i kasha ha-kasha. Suffolk mashkim. Right, we know there's a thing called Tumas Mashkin, right? You can have liquid that's tummy, right? If, if, uh, if uh, something tummy touches liquid, the liquid is tummy. There's a Shaila in the Rishonim. Is that Tumah of Mashkim, Deraisa or Derabanon? There's no clear Pasuk that ever describes Tumah by liquids. The question is there, Drashis? It's a question of whether Tumas by liquids are Deraisa or Derabanon. You are, yes, you are correct about that. Test Zion. <laughs> Only because of Maseri Sashas. But I, I knew when I said it, I'm like, he's gonna, that's pretty good, by the way. That's pretty good. Um, I legit have recorded it, and I don't remember. I'm listening to like myself speak. I'm like, I've never heard that before. Anyway, so the point is, Suffolk Mashkim, we're not sure if it's Derais or Derabon. Fine. Uh, with Tumah Mashkim, Derais or Derabon. The Mishnah then, in that same Mishnah that we're assuming is authored by Revliezer, the Mishnah says, Suffolk Suffolk mashkim latame. If let's say you have a liquid, you're not sure whether it's tame or not. Tame, it's tame. Meaning, because he assumes this Mishnah assumes that tuma of mashkim is deraisa. So if you're not sure whether, meaning you have someone who's tame who's who's touching a barrel, you're not sure if he touched the wine or not, or if he put his hand in, you're not sure if he touched the wine. Strict. Why? Because tuma mashkim deraisa suffolk deraisa lechumer. So far so good. But latame acherim. But if you're not sure. If tummy liquid contaminated other things, meaning you have tummy liquid for sure, and you're not sure if it touched an, ap- an apple or whatever, something else, then it's tahar. Because the, this tana assumes the ability for, t- for mashkim to become tame is doraisa, but for its ability to contaminate others is a rabbinic stringency, so suffix derabonu lakul. That's the opinion of Rameir. And Rav Elazar says the same thing. Now here's the problem. You're telling me that that Mishnah is authored by Rav Eliezer. And that Mishnah brings down the opinion of Rameir. That Tumah of Mashkim is Doiraisa. And therefore in a case of doubt we're going to be strict. The problem is that is not Rav Eliezer Shita. Rav Eliezer does not believe that Tumah, that Mashkim can become Tami Doiraisa. He doesn't believe that. He can't be the author of this Mishnah. How do we know this? Does Rav Liezer hold that liquid could become Tame on a biblical level? And therefore, in a case of doubt, it'll be Tame? No, no he doesn't. Vatanya, the Bryce says, Rav Liezer, Oimer, Ein kol Iker. There is no Tomas Mashkin Dai Raisa. So he can't be the author of this Mishnah. Teida, I'll prove it to you. Sha'arei, Heyed Yosi Ben Yezer Ish Sreida. Al-Ayel Kamsa. Yossi ben Yezer testified about two halachas. First of all, Ayel Kamsa Dochein. Ayel Kamsa was a type of grasshopper. And uh, there's a different simonym of what grasshoppers are kosher, what are not kosher. He was testified that the grasshopper species called Ayel Kamsa is, is kosher. Okay. 
And he also testified that mashkin based tabachia, which is in the base amigdash, they would take some of the they would take the meat and the hide and they would wash off the blood and the blood would sort of trickle out. That area was called mashkin based tabachia. The halacha is Yoshi ben Yezer said that the liquid of that room is dachin is not able to become tummy. Now, why? Because why would they would rinse off the blood? No, I'm saying this grasshopper. No, no, two two independent statements. The grasshopper species called Isle Kamsa is kosher, and the liquid of that came out of the room of Beis Matbachia and the Beis Hamikdash is not able to become tummy. And what was now, they had what blood and water. So why? So here's the explanation. If you understand why, why would it be tahar? Why can't it become tummy? The answer is if you hold that liquid's ability to become tummy is not biblical in nature; it's only rabbinic. Chazal did not want to extend that rabbinic prohibition, rabbinic tuma, in the Beis Hamikdash because they did not want to add tuma in the Beis Hamikdash. There's also no rabbinic Correct, but that's usually more gzeres um, isurim. There were more gzeres that could lead to biblical. There weren't. But the point is, oh. And, and now, so we're saying, Rav Liezer is the one who says that there's no Tumas Mashkim, because that's why Beis Matbachia is not Tame. So that means, what do you see from here? That Rav Liezer cannot have been the author of that Mishnah of Suffolk Naziris to be Mekel, because the next line in the Mishnah is that Tumas Mashkim is Doraisa. Rav Liezer doesn't say that. And the Gemara clarifies. Now the Gemara just points out, Rav Liezer says there's no Tumas Mashkim, and I'll prove it to you, because the Beis Matbachia is not able to become Tameh. That's how Rav understood it. Shmuel actually understood Rav Liezer saying, Tumas Beis Matbachia is Tameh, it just can't contaminate others. Okay, so according to Shmuel, it's not such a kasha because it could be Rav Liezer holds there is a Tumas Mashkim Doraisa, it just can't contaminate others. But a Rav, according to Rav, Rav Liezer's opinion is there is no Tumas Mashkim Doraisa, it doesn't exist. So if you'd have a doubt of whether a, tuma, a, a liquid is Tameh, it would be Tahar. So how could Rav Liezer be the author of that Mishnah in Taharis, that Safik Naziris to be Mekel, if the end of that Mishnah says Tumas Mashkim is Doraisa, Rav Liezer does not hold that way. So it's very simple. We had a kasha. We had a Mishnah that said Safik Nazir is to be Megal. We said it was author by Revelyezer. It could not be author by Revelyezer because the rest of the Mishnah does not work with Revelyezer. So throw out the entire answer. It's not Revelyezer. So we're back to our original question, which is who is the author of this Mishnah of Safik Nazir is to be Megal? Because our Mishnah says Safik Nidarim to be Machmer. So who is the author of that Mishnah that says Safik Nazir is to be Megal? It can't be Revelyezer. So who is it? So the Gemara says. Ella Harav Yehuda Harav Shimon. The answer is our Mishnah is authored by Rav Shimon. That Mishnah of Naziris is authored by Rav Yehuda. How so? Who's Rav Yehuda and who's Rav Shimon? Again, our Mishnah says Safik Nedarim to be Machmer, which would imply Safik Naziris to be Machmer, because a Nazir is a type of Nether. That Mishnah says Safik Naziris to be Mekel. Who? So it's a contradiction. So we're saying they're authored by two different people. Who authored it? We first thought it was Rav Liazar, can't be. So now it's Rav Yehud and Rav Shimon. Who is this Rav Yehud and Rav Shimon? Detanya. Hareini Nazim Yesh Bikri Azeh Meyakur. Mamish our case. You said, I'm a Nazir if outside there's a hundred kur, a hundred pound, uh, pounds of, 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 of wheat. Okay? You go outside to try to count it. You find out that it was lost or stolen. So it's a suffix, yeah? 
Rav Yehuda Matir, Rav Yehuda says, Safik Nazir is to be Mekel. Because you said, I'm a Nazir if there's 100 pounds. You don't know if there's 100 pounds because it flew away in the wind. There's no way to know. So it's a Safik. Rav Yehuda says, Mekel. Rav Shimon, Oyser. Rav Shimon says, No, you're a Nazir. Oh, so our Mishnah, which says, Safik Nedarim is Rav Shimon, that Mishnah is Rav Yehuda. Now, here's the problem. The Gemara is going to explain this in a, a not complicated, but like in a, a roundabout way. It's a pretty simple, I'll just speak out the basic premise and you'll see like the, the details of it. We're saying right now that our Mishnah, which is Safik Nidarim to be Machmer, is not Rabbi Yehuda. Safik Nizir is to be Mekel is Rabbi Yehuda. The problem is our Mishnah mentions Rabbi Yehuda Shita like a couple times. If you look at the end of the Mishnah, it says Rabbi Yehuda. So it's not, it doesn't, like, you're making it sound like there's our Mishnah, which is Safik. Machmer, and then there's Suffolk Nazir is to be Mekel. They're not authored by the same person. Our mission is Rav Shimon exclusively. That mission is Rav Yehuda. Then our mission also kind of sounds, it mentions Rav Yehuda's opinion a couple times. So Rav Yehuda obviously holds Suffolk to be Machmer. So, like, you're making it sound like Rav Yehuda holds, Rav Yehuda definitely says Suffolk Nazir is to be Mekel, for sure. There's no question about that. We're extrapolating that he would say Suffolk Nidarim to be Mekel as well, and he's not the author of our Mishnah. The problem is, he mentions his opinion is in our Mishnah. Yeah, but it's clear, but we'll, we'll prove that Rav Yehuda from our Mishnah holds Suffolk to be Machmer. It's, it's, it's going to be proven. So the Gemara says, Rami to Rav Yehuda, let's have a contradiction straight up in Rav Yehuda. Rav Yehuda is the one who just said, Suffolk Nazir is to be Mekel. So if you'd ask Rav Yehuda, what about Suffolk Nidarim? He would probably say the same thing. And Nazir is a type of Nazir, Suffolk Nidarim to be Mekel. The problem is from our Mishnah, it's clear that Rav Yehuda is Machmer by a Suffolk. How so? Is Rabbi Yehuda hold that a person is not interested in, in placing himself in a doubt? And meaning, and when it's a doubt, we're always lenient? Or Minu, look at our Mishnah. Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, Stam Truma Yehuda Asuru Begalil Muteres. Shein Shan Galil Makir Nis Trumas Alushka. Right, we said in the Mishnah, right, if I say this bread is like Truma, so if I finish a sentence, if I say it's like Truma Salishka, it's a good nether. If I say it's like Truma of a Kaya, not a good nether. Let's say I just say Truma. So our Mishnah said, that's a doubt. Machmer. Rav Yudah said, in Galil it's okay, because in Galil it's not a doubt. I know they're talking about uh, uh, Kayan because they don't talk about the Truma Salishka that way. So it's not a doubt. It's, it's 100% I know what they're saying. What's the implication? Let's say it is a doubt. It would be Machmer. I mean, Rabbi Yehuda acknowledges that in a case of doubt, he'll be machmer. He's just being lenient in Galil because it's not a doubt. He's confident, I know what they're saying. But if he's not sure, if it was a case of doubt, Rabbi Yehuda would be machmer. So you're telling me, so now we're basically, so let's see it inside. Taim adein makir, go to the next page. Hamakir in asur. So here's the question. The question is straight up a contradiction to Rabbi Yehuda. Our Mishnah says, Rabbi Yehuda's opinion is that in a case of doubt by another, it's machmer. But Naziris, he's Mekel. So it's a straight up contradiction. So you know what the answer is? It says the Gemara Amarava. Gabi Kri Kasavar Kolsha Sveka Chomer Mevadai Loy Mayel Inish Lasveka. Okay, let, let me explain what this is. It's very interesting. And that is when a person says a Lashon of a Suffolk, right? He knows that he's being vague and he's being unclear. But if you say Suffolk Nadarm to be Machmer, what we're saying is, he's okay being saying something as a suffix because he knows suffix do raisa He knows that we'll be machmer, so we're going to treat him to be machmer. Review the shita is that in general, when a person says a lashon of a doubt, be machmer, and that's fine. And he knows that that's going to be the case, and he goes into the game knowing all the rules. 
except by a Nazir. Why? A Nazir, if you have a Nazir Vadai, yeah, and you have a Nazir Suffolk that we're going to tr- treat to be a Vadai, let's say you hold Suffolk Naziris to be Machmer, yeah. Is there a difference between a Suffolk Nazir that you're going to be Machmer or a Vadai Nazir that you're Machmer? You'll say, no, there's no difference. They're both the same. The answer is, there's a huge difference. A Suffolk Nazir never ends his Naziris. He can never cut hair. Why? You can only cut your hair after you bring a carbon. You can't bring a carbon when you're a Suffolk Nazir because you can't bring those carbonists into the base Amigdash because they may not be obligatory. Right? There's certain carbonists that you could bring in. You're not sure whether you need to bring it in. So it's like, like, a, like tefillah, right? You're not sure whether you davened, right? You're not sure whether you davened. So, nidava, right? Nidava, right? You're not sure whether you davened mincha, so what do you say? Dav mincha again. The worst case scenario, it's a, it's a nidava. Let's say you're not sure if you daven shachris on Shabbos. What's the halacha? We don't daven again. Why? Because there's no optional karbonus brought on Shabbos. Meaning, you can't just bring karbonus to the Beis HaMikdash when you're unsure. There's certain karbonus you could, if you're not sure whether you have to bring a chatas, can you bring it to the base mikdash? No, that's what an ashim is called, but an ashim tali is called. But but no, you can't just bring a chatas. You can't just be like, well, I'm not sure. Well, then you can't bring it because you can't bring it because if it's not obligatory, it's usher to bring it to the base mikdash. Every suffolk nazir can never bring a carbon, which means he can never cut his hair. A suffolk is way worse than a vade. So says Rav Yehuda, the average neder. Where a suffolk and avade are the same, we're going to treat a suffolk as to be machmer. Because the guy knows, he said it in a lush and a suffolk, he knows that we're going to make it to be machmer, he knows the game, not a big deal. But a nazir, where a suffolk nazir is way worse than a vade nazir, a person is not interested in being a suffolk. So if he uses a lush and that's ambiguous, he does not want to be a suffolk. Meaning, when a person says something, you know, it's like, it's like um, you're, you're, they're selling aliyahs, right? You do something that might be a bid. So you might have to pay. But you know going in, you know going in, if you'd ask the guy, you know you, it might be a bid. Okay, so it might be a bid. I'm, I'm willing to pay. But a suffolk by another person is not interested in being a suffolk. Because being a suffolk is way worse than being a vaday. So when a person uses a lashon of a nazir that's ambiguous, he does not want to be treated as a nazir. Because he knows that being a suffolk nazir is awful. So therefore, when he's ambiguous, Suffolk Nazar to be Mekel. So Rabbi Yehuda's sheet is actually consistent, and that is the average neder, Suffolk Nedarim to be Machmer. And he could work with our Mishnah. Because the average neder, if you make it Machmer, so what's the big deal? So, okay, let's say, I take this piece of bread and I say, it's like, uh, it's like um, meat. And you, I didn't say whether it's meat of a carbon or meat of avodazara. Worst case scenario, what happens? So I treat the bread to be Machmer? Okay. And if I meant it to be a neder, it's also going to be machmer. It's the same. There's no differences between a suffolk and a vaday. So we'll treat a suffolk like a vaday. But in a nazir, where a suffolk is way worse than a vaday, a person does not want to be a suffolk. He either wants to be vaday or not vaday. And because we're not sure, we assume not. That, well, no, I think he knows everything. That's the point. Correct. Meaning, meaning, correct. Correct. Meaning, or he's just being that guy. But the point is, you're right. He's so the person. So when a person says a lashon that's ambiguous by a nazir, he's he does not want to be a suffolk nazir because a suffolk nazir is way worse than a vade nazir because a suffolk nazir can never cut his hair. So the Gemara says, Amarava. Why, why can't he just say, okay, then I'm a vade, and then, then he cuts his hair? Because he never said vade. Meaning, he's 
When a person so uses a suffix lashon, correct. Correct. The only thing, our whole discussion from this daf is suffix nazir to be machmer or not, is do we treat a suffix like, to be, are we machmer with him? Not that he's a vadai, do we treat him as like a suffix to raisa, but we're going to be machmer with him. But it's not a vadai. Oh, that maybe you maybe you could, but you're not going to. But you, you're you're going into the situation where the only thing for him to do is do a tarsadarim. So we're not going to do it at all. Or take a second. Meaning he's never going to become. We, he never wants. He's not interested right. in becoming a suffix. So we assume that that was not his intention. So the Gemara says, Gabi Kri. When it comes, to, let's say truma or nidarim, kesaver. The person holds anytime the suffix is worse than a vada, he doesn't want to be a suffix. So when it comes to an, a real nazir, he could shave, maybe carbon He could shave, bring a carbon and end it. But a suffix can never shave. So a suffix is worse because a suffix can never shave. Because he can't bring a carbon. So he can never shave. What if instead of instead of uh, right, what's the case that Rav Yehuda is, is is lenient? You said outside I'm a nazir if outside there's ten pounds of wheat, and then it blows away. So we said Rav Yehuda is going to be lenient, although general in general Rav Yehuda is machmer. But by this he doesn't want to be a suffolk nazir because then he can never shave. What if instead of saying I'm a nazir if there's ten pounds of wheat, what if he said I'm a nazir oilam, I'm a nazir for the rest of my life? He's not shaving anyway. So the Gemara, so why, so the, the implication is that Rabbi Yehuda is lenient in all situations, but if he said, I'm a Nazar Olam, he's never shaving anyway. No, no, meaning I'm a Nazar Olam if there's 10 pounds outside. They go outside and it's gone. So that's a suffix, and the implication is that Rabbi Yehuda is lenient. But if Rabbi Yehuda is only lenient because a person, a, a suffix Nazar is so bad because he can't shave, this guy's not shaving anyway. Correct, it's not going to make a difference anyway. But the implication is that Rabbi Yehuda is lenient in all forms of Suffolk Naziris. But a Nazar Olam, Suffolk Nazar Olam, Rabbi Yehuda is also lenient, but a Suffolk Nazar Olam, he's not shaving anyway. So what, what's, your, what's the answer now? So the answer is, a Nazar Olam could shave. A Nazar Olam, someone who says, I'm a Nazar forever, I'm a Nazar for the rest of my life, he could shave if his hair is so heavy and it's weighting him down that it's causing him pain. That's the time that he could shave. So still a Suffolk Nazar Olam is worse than a regular Nazar Olam because a Suffolk Nazar Olam can never shave. A Nazar Olam can shave if he's in pain. So that's why Rabbi Yehud is leaning by a Suffolk Nazar Olam because a Suffolk Nazar Olam is still worse than a regular full Nazar. So the Gemara says... Because if you're a Nazar Olam, the halacha is, you, you're allowed to shave. If you're in pain, you bring a carbon and you shave. You could end it. Yeah, you, got it. you could end it that way. I mean, that's a way to end it. You could shave and bring carbonus. It's interesting. It says you bring carbonus and shave. I don't know if, I don't know if it... Hmm. You definitely have to bring a carbon. Hold on one second. Let me just see. Correct. Yeah, I assume you'd have to continue it after, but at least... The note, it says it's temporary. Yeah, it's, it's a temporary only, it's only, break. You, the point is, the, you, what I mean is you end it for now, you shave, you bring your carbonus if you're in pain. A suffix Nazar Olam can never. So, so he can never bring a carbonus, he can never shave. So Mars says, fine. What about a suffix Nazar Shimshon? A Nazar Shimshon is the highest form of a Nazar, and he cannot shave under any circumstance, no matter what. What is a Nazar So you're saying, I'm a Nazar like Shimshon. The whole point of Shimshon is that he, he wasn't allowed to cut his hair. Another Shimshon is not allowed to cut his hair ever, even if it's paid, no matter what. So Suffolk Nazar Shimshon, Rabbi Yudah is lenient. 
But why? There's no distinction between a, 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 a suffix Nazir Shimshon and a regular Nazir Shimshon. They're both not shaving the both. What's the difference? So why is he lenient? It's still, it's the same halachas. There's no distinction between us. There is a difference between the two, a little bit of a difference. One is permanent, you can't cut your hair, one can't, but one is allowed to be, I thought, is allowed to be Matame himself, and the other one, the rest of them are not. I have to check it up. I'm not going to be the guy who who pretends to say that he knows the halachas of Nazar Shimshon. Um, I'm going to check it up. I don't know. It's a good point. I'm missing something. Yeah. Nazar Shimshon was a Nazar. Yeah. There are other Shimshon's Naziris, it's called Nazir Shimshon is an example of a Nazir from the time someone's born. Nazir Shimshon, by the way, is only from the time you're born. The mom has to say when she's born she's a Nazir. And it's an example, it's the highest form of Naziris, and you can't shave no matter what. So the Gemara wants to know what's the why is so why is that lenient? Huh? The mom is doing it, it'll never be a suffix. No, it could be the same thing. If there's ten pounds outside, then my baby's in. So the, so the Gemara says Amarle, Nazir Shimshon Leitanya. Nazir Shimshon is such an obscure case. It's not. That's not what the Mishnah Bryce is talking about. Amarle, Amar Ravad Barava Tanya, Nazir Shimshon. Ravad Barava's version has Nazir Shimshon in his Bryce. Amarle, Tanya, Tanya. Okay, fine. If he says it, fine. He says it. So let's go, let's review this last little bit. Not this last point, but the, what we're trying to do. We we had a kasha that there's a Mishnah that says Suffolk Naziris to be Mekel. We said it was authored by Rav Yehuda. Because Rav Yehuda said, Suffolk Nazir is to be Mekel. Perfect. The problem is, Rav Yehuda from our Mishnah seems to indicate Suffolk Nadarim to be Machmer. So we gave a distinction that Suffolk Nadarim to be Machmer, but Suffolk Nazir is to be Mekel because the Suffolk Nazir is worse. Another answer is much simpler. Um, the answer is, um, they're not the same Rav Yehuda. It's, not, it's, it's Rav Yehuda, but it's not, one's his opinion, one's his Rebbe's opinion. Meaning, Rav Yehuda himself holds Suffolk Machmer in everything. Suffolk Naziris to be Machmer, Suffolk Nadarim to be Machmer. This mission that says Suffolk Naziris to be Mekel is Rav Yehuda quoting Rav Tarfin. What's this Rav Tarfin? The Tanya Rav Yehuda Mishim Rav Tarfin Amr Ein Achamem Nazir Lefishalei Nitn Naziris El Hafla. Rav Tarfin's opinion is, the, I'll give you the example. Shneim Shayu Oim Dimer Achamem Nazir Im Zeish Ploy Nishba Kenegdenu Vidachamarai Nazir Im Einoihu. Basically, you have two people are walking. Uh, two people are sitting down. There's the guy walking past, and one guy says, "If that guy's a nazar, I'm a nazar." The other guy says, "If that guy's not a nazar, I'm a nazar." So you, one of them's a nazar, depending. If you, you just got to find out what this guy is. The halacha is Rav Tarfin holds neither of them are a nazar, regardless of what you find out, because conditional naziris doesn't work. Rav Tarfin holds the pasuk says regarding a nazar, it'll have flaw. You have to be clear. If you say I'm a nazir if, no good. You have to you're either yes or no. Stipulations don't work. So when that Mishnah said, what was the case? The case was if you said I'm a nazir outside if there's ten pounds and they went out and it was lost, so Rav Yudah said it's not a good Naziris, it wasn't Rav Yudah saying his own opinion. It was Rav Yudah quoting his Rabbi Riftarfan. Rav Yudah himself holds Safik Naziris to be Machmer, Safik Nadarim to be Machmer, everything Machmer. This Mishnah, this Braisa that says Rav Yudah's Makel was quoting Riftarfan. Because Rav Tarfin holds no conditions. So the Gemara has one last point. If that Brysa was quoting Rav Tarfin, and Rav Tarfin's shita is that anytime there's a condition, it's not a good Naziris, then why did it have to be that they couldn't count the weed outside? Why the weed have to be lost? If you say, I'm a Nazir if there's 10 pounds outside, and you go outside, even if you count and there is 10 pounds, Rav Tarfin still holds it's not a good Naziris. Because conditional Naziris is no good.
So why'd it have to be that it was lost? It's the last little postscript. Why'd it have to be lost? Reptarfin Shita is. If it's that it's a suffix, fine. Reptarfin has nothing to do with suffix. Reptarfin holds. I'm not into conditional Naziris. You're either in or you're out when you speak. So why'd it have to be that the wheat was lost outside? He said if there's 10 pounds outside, they go outside, they can't find it. It blew away. Even if it wasn't blown away. Even if. Even if you count the 10 pounds, it's not a good nazar according to Ritarfin. So why'd it have to be that the wheat was lost? So the Gemara says, The answer is, the, the, the blowing away was for the other opinion. Ritarfin holds you're not a nazar in all situations. It was for the other opinion that says that you're a nazar, even if it was blown away. So it's mamish a suffix that I'll never be able to reconcile. Rav Shimon holds that you're you're another. So the, the case of blowing away was actually for the other opinion, not for Rav Tarf. Okay, let's finish up, and that is like this. It, it's um, I think when I gave the daf, there was someone here from the Zalmanos thing. I don't know who he was, and he asked a question. He wasn't asking exactly what the Gemara is asking, but he was touching on it. The Mishnah is a little bit strange. If you go to the end of the Mishnah, l- let's see what the Gemara says. Rav Yehuda said, "Stam truma be Yehuda." Right? What did Rav Yehuda said? Again, if you say the lashon of truma, so if you say truma salishka, it's a good nether. Truma kahanim is not a good nether. Suffolk, machmer, and then Rav Yehuda said, "Stam truma be Yehuda asura." Stam in Yehuda it's aser. Be Galil mutarim, but in Galil it's mutar because in Galil I know with definitive that they're talking about the kohanim. Okay, I'm going to read the Mishnah, and I, I think the question will become clear. So if you the saying, in the Galil, it's mutter, because I am definitive that they're talking about Kehanim. It's not a Shaila. What if it is a Shaila? Machmer. Right? He's only Mekel because he knows that it's fine. If he's not sure, will be Machmer. Go to the next line. Cherim, stam charamim, right? You said cherim. So if you said cherim, the base hamikdash, it's a good nether. If you said cherim kehanim, it's not a good nether. Stam machmer says Rabbi Yehuda. Stam charam be Yehuda mutarim be Galil asurin. In Galil, we're gonna be. It's gonna be aser. Shein anche Galil makirnes cherim kehanim, because in Galil, I know they're not talking about kehanim. I know they're talking about the base hamikdash. So it's a problem because I know they're talking about the base hamikdash. Let's say I'm not sure, it'll be fine. Meaning, so the first case. He said, it's, it's, it's okay because I know it's fine, which implies if I'm not sure, we're going to be machmer. But then he said, by cherem, I know it's a problem in Galil, because I know they're talking about the Beis HaMikdash. And let's say I'm not sure, it would be okay. So it's like, you hear what I'm saying? It's a little bit of a contradiction. That by Truma, he says, it's for sure okay in Yehuda, because I know they're talking about, in, in the Galil, I know they're talking about uh, a, a non-nether, which implies if I'm not sure, we're going to be machmer. But then he said, by Echerim, I know it's a problem in Galil because I know they're talking about the Beis HaMikdash. But if I'm not sure, it's going to be fine. So it's like, what's the, what's the status? What's the standard? By Truma, he, he, the implication, let's see the Gemara inside. By Truma, Hamakirin Asurin, Alma Sveikalachumra. By Truma, it implies it's only okay because I know it's fine. But if I'm not sure, I'm going to be machmer. Go to the next line. Stam charam mutar surin. In Galil, it's a problem because I know it's a problem. Hamakirin mutarin, which implies that if you're not sure, it's going to be fine. So the first line implies suffix machmer, by cherem implies suffix mekel. So which one is it? So the answer is Truma and Cherem were not authored by the same person. Although the Mishnah implies that they were both said by Rabbi Yehud, that's not true. You have to actually add a line. 
Right? If you read the Mishnah, it's Rabbi Yehuda Oimer, Stam Churim Yehuda Asur Begalil Mutarin, Stam Haram Yehuda Mutarin Begalil Asur. It implies that both were written by Rabbi Yehuda. They actually weren't. It's a contradiction. And it's authored by two different people. This is how you're supposed to read it. Amr by a Sefer Rav Elazar Bar Tzadik. Titania, Rav Yehuda Oimer, Stam Churim Yehuda Asur, Rav Elazar Bar Tzadik, Stam Haram Begalil Asur. The answer is, Truma was authored by Rav Yehuda, Chayrim was authored by Rav Elazar Bar Tzadik, and they're both arguing, in a case of doubt, are you Machmer or are you Mekel? And it's a machlekes of Yehuda and Rav Elazar Bar Tzadik. Not authored by the same person. All right, we'll stop here. Oh, yeah. Recording stopped.